Joywave is a New York electropunk indie band formed in 2010. After seeing success realizing collaborations with coincident artists, Joywave paved their way to acclaim with their own heavy hitting dance grooves and post punk edge. You're tuned into Roots to Grooves. There's my microphone. Ooh. What you eating? It's awfully good. It's delicious. Why don't you try some? No, no, not that green stuff. Hey. What up, Jay? Hey, how's it going? Was that the end of the track? Yeah. And the not that green stuff. Yeah. Cool. was at the end of the track. I was caught me off guard. I was. I didn't know that was at the end. Of I forgot show. that was there, but yeah. Right on. There we go. What's <clears> up, everybody? I'm Jesse. Across from me is Jay Purcell, founder of Signal Radio, and we are Roots to Grooves here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, tonight, we're talking about a band called Joy Wave. Jay, what do you know about Joy Wave? Absolutely nothing when you sent them to me. Hadn't heard the name before. Hadn't heard any of their music before. Completely new to Jay. Completely new. Um, Thoughts? And, well, I was like, first thing I did was look them up in Spotify. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, they got some albums out. Mm -hmm. I went straight to the discography. I was like, okay, a lot of albums. And usually, um, as, I, if I, as, I, as we've progressed and done all these episodes, I know you usually don't usually start with the latest album or mm -hmm. or even the earliest album. Oh yeah. I knew you normally like fall somewhere I, in between <laughs> I like do. where you discover them or whatever. Yeah. Which is cool. Um so where'd you start? <laughs> I just went to the beginning. Coda Vista is the first thing I listened to. Okay. Uh which has actually turned out to be an EP, not an album. Um but uh I really liked it. I listened to like most of this. It's only it's a short listen, it's 25 minutes. Um but really good like cuz I did some other looking up and it said they were an indie rock band and i was like this isn't indie rock this is this is something else this is kind of there's elements of um obviously rock guitar music songwriting and mm -hmm. live drums and stuff but there's also a lot of uh i don't know like uh poppy soul stuff it's hard to, it's really hard for me to kind of describe this actually like tori Moir yeah. comes to mind a little bit on some of his more song song yeah tracks. i mean chill wave i don't know it's not even chill wave though is it i don't know no but i yeah. I, I that that came up in my research like in my head at least right um it is kind of around there because they're kind of that's what's cool um i mean so let's back up a second we're talking about jewelry wave uh yeah. rochester new york band yeah um they're like indie rock indie tronica uh, they're basically like an indie rock band, but they do have synths mm -hmm. and it is kind of poppy. And that's what they do really well, I think, is kind of blending this indie rock with kind of, I don't know, more contemporary style. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as like production and, and use of equipment like synths and, and melding that in. And yeah. then as we'll see, they have like working with different people and how that how they integrate that and how they work with the other yeah. collaboration choices. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, and, and they, they have. Indie Tronica. That's how, that's, right. that's the word I was trying to find. 
I didn't know have that word in my head, but that, that's kind of the closest to maybe trying to describe the sound. If you could, right, yeah. had to choose one word, yeah. that could maybe do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, who's who's in the band? We got Daniel Armbruster. Is that right? I think Armbruster. Yeah. I think I was remembering a story. He was saying the kids used to call him Armbuster. <laughs> easy which, to which say. I, I probably would have done exactly. Yeah. And then Joseph Morinelli. Yeah. Is that on right? Guitar on guitar. Yeah. And we have Paul Brenner. On drums. Right on. Yeah. And uh, so Daniel Armbruster is the uh, principal songwriter yeah. um, and producer, mm -hmm. but it is a band situation and, and uh, the other band members help organize and help pick the parts. Like, yeah. It seems like Daniel Armbruster will kind of write a song and have some guitar parts yeah. recorded and stuff, but then he'll bring it to, it's basically a demo and he'll bring it to the other band the rest of the band and they'll help with the guitar parts to make it like this or here's what you meant mm -hmm. here's what we should do here's a cool drum beat because daniel's not a, a drummer mm -hmm. um and so he'll let them you know take the lead on those parts and kind of elevate it and elevate the entire project in the song mm -hmm. so yeah i think even like back in the earlier days when they did their first material it was just actually two of them that were like making all the music mm -hmm. in the studio um okay daniel and the bass player i think i'm not sure who which whether it's the guy that left because there's three former members which we could also mention in a second um but nah nah <laughs> but uh yeah i'm just kidding yeah daniel was like he he used to like write the songs take it to him they'd produce it all finish it completely and You're then right. and, I don't... and then and then take it to the band so they could play it figure it out and play it live mm -hmm. so it was kind of interesting they said they don't think about uh how it's going to be played alive at all when they're writing it's just about the song mm -hmm. and then when they get the other guys involved they kind of give them free reign to reinterpret and play it however they like so it right. just like feels like two separate things but mm -hmm. uh, i don't no, know it's a good word yeah i don't know later in their career whether they change that workflow but um i think that's kind of how they i think, I think that's out, right? the yeah. basic mo yeah yeah in general mm -hmm. but yeah and, and like you said i don't know which what which which two were friends daniel and one of the other guys but they went to high school together so they started out as a five piece from what i saw and, and so hold on yeah. i don't know if you're talking about the same thing but i was going to bring up because oh. they were in a band before oh okay like early right and it and it kind of didn't work out i discovered this at the last minute so i, I right was it the hoodies is that who you're talking about i think or? that's what it was but okay. i didn't even do much reading into it i found yeah. it at the end of my yeah yeah research i was like well. what because I saw this interview where he was handed a vinyl record, uh, The Hoodies, and he was asked to sign it at the end of this interview. Okay, so you're probably right. Yeah, and he was like, and he was like, oh yeah, this is like 12 years ago or something, this album. Uh -huh. I was like, wait, I was like, paused it. I was like, wait a minute, the, what is that, this? Yeah. <laughs> I had to do a quick okay. search and I was like, okay, it's a different band. Um, Does anybody know The Hoodies out there? I'm sure as if far you're as a deep fan of, um, of Joywave. Joywave, you probably know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I was doing my research as we do on Rooster Grooves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it came up in an interview. He said, I didn't get a lot of details, but basically Daniel said that he'd started a, a band and tried to get into the music industry, like mm -hmm. make that his career. And it just kind of wasn't happening. Mm. And he, it just, he tried it and they played locally, you know, whatever. I think it was the hoodies we're kind of assuming there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of didn't work out. And he kind of uh, realized that and kind of admitted to himself like this isn't going to work i'm not going to be a musician i'm not going to be able to do this as my uh you know means to live hmm. yeah. um and, and get money from this yeah 
and I'm gonna have to find something else to do. But he said he still has to make the art just as self-expression and he still wants to do that. And he was gonna have, have to do that either way, right? whether he's making money from it or not. Um, and so that's kind of where jo- Joy Wave got its beginnings. Okay. He was yeah. continuing to make art, music, yeah. and it turned into Joy Wave as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. Okay, yeah. So right on. But I think like all of the original five members, they all grew up in Rochester, New York together, like mm-hmm. since high school, pretty much. Okay. Um, so yeah, like, there are like three other members that have since left. Travis Johansson, I want to say, on keyboards. Shane Donnelly on bass guitar. Benjamin Bailey on keyboards, pianos, and synth. They were all well. Benjamin Bailey wasn't. He was there in 2013, but the other two guys were there from the very beginning, 2010. Nice keys and bass, and Daniel and the other two existing guys. So yeah, it was kind of it was crazy. Like they just all. You know, all went to high school together. They all like trickle treated around together. I think yeah. or something like that. You know, it's like, um, well, good for them. Yeah. So, and I didn't know anything about Rochester, New York. I, I've heard of it, but I never really it's, sort it's of looked at it. Upstate New York. Um, yeah. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, how far? How long would it take you to drive to New York? It's like five hour drive. So mm. pretty way up there. Um, it's a good little drive. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little. It's a city, right? I but think. it's, it's more close to Buffalo. Yeah, closer to Buffalo. And I think Kodak's headquarters were there. That's like one of its big claim to fames. Kodak, like the cameras? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like here in Seattle, Boeing was like a big employer, right? That's their, yeah. That was their big employer down there. And uh, and, and the demise of Kodak was happening as uh, Daniel and his friends were like coming through teenage years and Right. graduating school because he said a comment about something that it was kind of usual then uh for people to just graduate college or whatever and go work for kodak that was like it's just right the, there it's the biggest employer always so, hiring yeah um but as he was coming up it was when they were like closing down and uh he i don't know if a reporter said this or he said this but like the idea that kodak didn't want to cannibalize their own business by invent like by investing more in digital cameras well i heard so they like they like, just didn't you know because they were just pure film and that's kind of what they got eaten up by by the in the digital era kind of thing you know but yeah i I'd, I'd heard before this research i yeah. i think i was reading and they invented digital they are they invented an aspect oh, of, did they? of the technology and then they didn't like but they were like yeah. this isn't going to sell we're film like we're kodak right. that's yeah. what we do yeah so they doubled down on film yeah not anticipating the rise of the internet and digital yeah. Yeah, yeah. photography yeah and you know, kind of shot themselves in the foot because i think yeah. they had the technology available yeah that's crazy sorry kodak it was it was not a kodak moment that no, was not a kodak moment <laughs> for them um a side side thing i don't know if well, i'm not gonna name any names but uh some uh, my longtime musical buddy in the uk who i came up with through my teenage years making music with his dad worked for kodak and mm. his job he was from the uk but his job was to fly around the u.s closing kodak offices oh really and laying off employees oh man <laughs> that's crazy he's like kodak grim reaper yeah pretty much yeah Kind of you like, see him, yeah. It's like, you're oh, done. No. <laughs> I think anyway. I might be paraphrasing the whole thing. I'm sure wow. he did something else, but uh, yeah. So, well, welcome to Rooster Grooves. We're sponsored by Kodak. Yeah, film uh, today. Yeah, we were filming on 35 millimeter 
episode today. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to cost us 20 grand to develop this and put it on YouTube. No. <laughs> but yeah, Kodak, we're a big employee at Rochester. So I think now Daniel said his girlfriend and a close high school friend of his works there now. He said they're the two youngest <laughs> people working at Kodak right now. And I'm not sure what they're doing. I think they're doing some of the marketing or design or something like that. But, well, good for them. That's cool. But, and it, it sounds like there's a, there is a burgeoning music scene in Rochester as well, from what Daniel was saying, like about all the ba- different bands and groups that are out there. And Yeah, it did seem like it was yeah. somewhat thriving. Yeah. Or there's, there's some semblance of a scene at the very least. Yeah. And he said like something about how though some of it, seemed a bit too competitive like who sold the most tickets at a show kind of thing mm. versus like he said that's not really his outlook his outlook has always been like to make his own music better yeah like how are these artists expressing the what are they yeah exactly. what are they saying with the music yeah rather than it being about money or competition or fame or anything like that yeah right so yeah and like i said yeah. he was willing to not be part of the music industry and still want to create his art which is super cool yeah, yeah. so a lot of integrity and it's like he put his energy towards that yeah. and then it manifested into yeah. them actually being successful yeah so as i know they just started they started making songs together and they started playing with each other and they started playing locally yeah all the time just mm-hmm. a bunch of local shows just getting their name out there practicing yeah. owning their craft and they they did they got better um and they just got kind of grew acclaim locally at least mm-hmm. um and I, I guess i was i was listening to an interview and 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 they weren't like super hip like people knew who they were but they weren't getting that huge acclaim like oh yeah joy wave is dope they're gonna go big they're gonna right. they're going far yeah um and he was kind of just daniel was describing how you know when you're in your local scene not you know, nobody nobody thinks anything great can come from their own local scene. Mm. Like everyone's like, oh, the, the, if you're a good artist, you're coming from L.A. or New York. Okay. Like yeah. nobody's coming from our small town. Right. Not yeah. that Rochester's a small town, just speaking generally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of a weird thing to go through. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to break out of that. And they eventually did. So so talk to me about uh, Big Data. When does that Big come in? Big Data, here? yeah. So I think... Um, uh, so who's the guy and, behind Big Data, by the way? It's an artist that is out there right, right now. And so um, I'm not sure. Let me, let me, we're jumping around a little bit. Yeah. Because um, this is how I discovered Joy Wave. Okay. Was through this track, Big Data, yeah. featuring Joy Wave. Yeah. Um, I guess Daniel, um, I'm sorry, how, how do you say his last name? Armbruster? Armbuster. Armbruster. Armbruster. Bruster, I think. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Armbruster. We don't need to say his last name anymore. We can Daniel. just say Daniel. Okay. Danny. Dan. Dan the man. <laughs> yeah. Dan the music man. Yeah. Um, where was I? Big Data is how you dis- right, right, discovered. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they have that cool track, Dangerous. Right. That's how I discovered Joywave. And I think it's a really cool track. I did see Big Data uh, live oh, yeah? at a Young the Giant concert. Young the Giant. Another good band. Never heard of them either. Young the Giant. We'll talk about them one day. They're pretty okay. good. They're pretty okay. big. Okay. Um, but yeah, Big Data was opening for them. Okay. And they, I think they... Does he have a band now? So ba- I found his name, Alan Wilkis, is the guy behind Big Data. Right, he's like yeah. the main guy. Yeah, he's the main writer and producer of that project. But at the beginning, yeah. Daniel was part of Big Data. Yeah, so it was, uh, I think like the, him and Alan were writing together. He said, basically, I don't think they, doesn't sound like they did much beyond one weekend. Uh, okay. Like Daniel said he was visiting his uh, girlfriend in New York City, I think. And he just 
was like, well, let me go meet up with Alan. He already knew him. It's like, let's make some tracks over the weekend. The, kind the of big thing. data project had already been going. Yeah. And okay. So like he said that uh, Daniel just really provided vocals and lyrics for it. And Alan already kind of had the music bed and was already working on that stuff. Oh, okay. interesting. Because I thought yeah. Daniel had written Dangerous. Yeah, I think from what he said in one interview he he said that he didn't really have much to do that's why he doesn't like playing it live apparently there's this like comic comedy thing where because it's such a big track for them mm -hmm. um, but it's not by joy wave it's not their standalone yeah own they, track they said they'll be on stage at a show and the bass player will like start playing the bass line and then suddenly stop kind of thing and it's like that's kind of a joke because right. they're teasing we're gonna play it but they don't and daniel said the reason he doesn't want to do that is because he didn't um write any of the music and hmm. he, he says it would feel strange to him to perform that a song that he didn't really like fully write himself right which is interesting because he, he also said yeah i know people do that people you know i mean there's do, definitely a lot of artists with ghostwriters i that mean are, <laughs> how, how far away is and joy wave have done some covers as well which we'll talk about in a sec as well but right um yeah but i did see him play it live yeah. You did. There is a. So they have done it now. I don't. I didn't know. see them. I, okay. I've never seen Joywave. Oh, but Big Data have done it. Like. But I've seen it on YouTube. Okay. And I, because okay. I was looking around doing the research, and yeah. I did see a Big Data set where Daniel's yeah. not part of it. Joywave is you not saw there. A big Data set. <laughs> Sorry. Data jokes. <laughs> Funny. Funny. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, unexpected data. Jokes. Sorry, okay. I, had to say, I had to say that. Interrupting I, me. I didn't throw you off. You, saw, you saw them on just, before it performing on youtube but i but yeah i was looking up the song because it's a good song want to see how they play it live if they can yeah. hold up and big data did their own thing and there was a woman vocalist okay. who i think is part of the group now i'm not sure but they did it without daniel okay. and then i did see joywave do it with daniel as joywave uh, and they have done it separately so but i not to take away from what you said but they have done it live they is all i'm saying changed his mind then or something because probably well, such a big track that, right yeah i, I think mm. that's why and they feel yeah. it too and i think the audience wants it too so everybody wins if they play it yeah um did you see the music video for dangerous i no i did not did you yeah. is it good <laughs> uh you might want to um not show it to any children or um uh -oh. there's a lot of head butting of people's heads and blood okay. and uh, there's They're a gory there's a graphical scene of, uh, yeah, uh, uh, someone's head that's not there anymore. And these women runners covered in blood. It's very, it's very <laughs> okay. strange. I like it. I was not expecting it. Like, um, they make cameos in it as well. They're, they're in it for a Joy little bit. With? Daniel and, uh, and Alan, they, they're in it for a okay. moment. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, watch it, but it's. I, I didn't really watch any of their yeah. videos, uh, which is my bad. <laughs> No, I usually don't, but I was, I was trying to find out, I was trying to listen to this track because I haven't heard it before and I just, I was like, let me YouTube it and uh, yeah. Well, music quickly, video. this is um, a digression off yeah. topic, but speaking of music and videos, I, I saw, have you heard of Studio 666? Um, the Foo Fighters new oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. A I have film. heard of this, yeah. I just saw it last night. I've heard, uh, you saw it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was good. Cool. I'm gonna have to watch it. It's it's worth yeah. watching it just because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know the. I heard the story behind it. This Dave Grohl was basically saying he wanted to. Uh, they were recording in this house. He wanted to make this film. Thought it was going to be low budget, like 
they'd take the piss out of it. And right. Apparently, they started filming it, and it was like looking really good. And they mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, this is a movie." So they, yeah, okay, I didn't, so I didn't realize that. That was the backstory. The so they finished it like as a movie, movie. Because <laughs> it it, see, it comes off very high quality. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't think the Foo Fighters are the the greatest actors I've ever seen. Okay, okay. I wouldn't expect them to be. They're I not actors. Yeah, exactly. I would expect Dave Grohl to be kind of. He, he was, there, but they, the Foo Fighters have always done silly videos, and they've always yeah. done that yeah, yeah. connection with their audience very well. So yeah, exactly. it was cool to see him on a, a big budget, yeah. big screen. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's rated R, so okay. it's pretty gory. It's pretty yeah. fun. Some oh. comedy though, because it's the Foo Fighters. I gotta say this. This blindsided me. I didn't know this was even being made. It just all of a sudden it's here now. Doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's great. Cool. Um, but end of digression. Thank you, everybody. Check should, out the movie. Let us know what you think. Should we play Dangerous? Uh, yeah, that's good yeah. enough time as yeah. any. Yeah. All right. Dangerous uh, by Joywave and Big Data. Dangerous from Big Data featuring Joywave, but essentially just featuring Daniel Arm Buster. Yeah. Arm Buster. <laughs> Buster on that album on vocals. Yeah, so Daniel said, yeah, like he was just in girlf- in, in Girlfriend visiting his Brooklyn. Oh. I was, I was about to say that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was in Brooklyn visiting his girlfriend, met up with Alan. And he said uh, the other thing that caught him surprise off guard with this is because how big it, this track got. Um, um, Alan said he told him, "Oh, this is a big track," and Daniel was like, "Okay, whatever," because he didn't he didn't like mentally he wasn't really like f- as focused on that project or the, that little collaboration he, he didn't that weekend. The hype. Yeah, like his his focus has always been on his own stuff and Joy Wave, and so mm-hmm. you know. He put in the effort, the passion, but he didn't really like think anything would come of it. He thought he was just, you know, you just go visit Helping your out friend, a buddy, having... yeah, sort of thing. So yeah, caught him off guard. And he was like, "Wow, now well, he's like, he kind of think I think he kind of thinks about that. It's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> something I didn't really put any like heavy thought into. Like became really successful. Right? That's what, yeah. sometimes exactly how it happens, yeah. and it's weird, and you can't. Yeah. You, you can be ready for it, but you can't, you can, it's almost inherently unexpected. Yeah. And you can't choose it. And I think this is like one lesson that has come up time and time again in lots of different episodes. Is mm-hmm. That's that concept. He didn't say this, but we've heard other artists say about how you shouldn't really expect uh, anything, you know. Anything, uh, yeah. Anything like, or, and that other, other artists have said, well, if you're expecting something, then that's going to happen. Like, if you expect to fail, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And I saw all of these things attached with things being successful. Right. It's basically, at the end of the day, from what all these artists I've said, I think, is you just got to focus on the music and doing what you want to do and putting your passion into it and having fun with it and not mm-hmm. really caring about 
whether you can make a living out of it or not or mm-hmm. yeah this is crazy but there's an obviously an element of drive and ambition which is everyone we're talking about sets them apart from people who continue to do it as a hobby mm-hmm. right? you know but i think this is like, a great example yeah. how daniel you know kind of had this lived out this story of like i guess this isn't going to work for me i can't make money doing this this isn't becoming a success yeah and i'm not able to pay the bills with this hoodies project if we're, if we're going with that yeah um but then he persevered and with integrity continued to make art and only then when he made that decision did success manifest mm-hmm. so very interesting yeah yeah so pretty cool um but yeah so dangerous i think it's a great track yeah it's got a sick bass line a good beat mm-hmm. got some cowbell in there some really cool yeah. synths that just round it out and make it feel really yeah. sticky and full yeah yeah um i love those synth sounds and then yeah just a good taste of like electronica in there yeah so just great track all around and i think i mean obviously it's a very successful track yeah yeah and so that's where i found joy wave that led us on this path that we're on i see with all of you today that was your discovery mm-hmm. you were like who's joy wave when you saw the feature it's right like, okay um but so let's get back into joy wave specifically um not collaboration did you you have a track an early track to play yeah um one of the one of the early eps that was labeled a mixtape yeah so they did some interesting stuff and i was trying to figure out what was going on when i saw these mixtape things because i was like well is it them or is it like just a dj thing Mm because they just basically self-released these um and it turns out they did something really interesting which i haven't really heard of other artists do before is that they they put out their first mixtape which was called let me get this right seven 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 was it's that, not seven was, was that was that the right amount of sevens i don't know i didn't seven, i didn't count the number seven 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 sevens it's five sevens i don't know what Should that have means been seven yeah <laughs> i would have done seven sevens i don't know why and there's 11 tracks so none of it makes any sense i don't know there's no rhyme or reason here <laughs> yeah um but they did something interesting because they 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 did three covers on here and some interesting ones one of them is rearranged by a limp biscuit of all people okay gotta be um a few other covers i can't remember who the other ones were um but uh but for the rest of the tracks they basically went through and sampled like a bunch of cool sound songs that they liked and recombined those and did their own like instrumentation and vocals on the top of that. Nice. So on some of these tracks, you can... And then took away the samples or kept the samples? Kept the samples, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so in... I didn't, you, I didn't listen to this yet, so I'm excited. Yeah, so if you don't know, I'm gonna, the one I'm going to play is probably my kind of recognizable where the sample came from, um, but you'll hear everything else they did for it. Um, but other tracks, if you don't know the original samples, you'll just think it's good music. And like the first track was really kind of a chill thing's called Winnipeg. I thought that might have been a cover as well. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but it's a familiar title. But there's this track Titan I want to play. Jay, when did this come out? This came out a long time ago. Um, this was like 2011. Okay, yeah. March 2011, yeah. So this is right before they released their first EP, uh, Code of Vista, which we'll talk about. Yeah, right they on. just put this on their website, I think, and YouTube and SoundCloud. Okay. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I'll play this track and then we can talk about it a little bit. This is Titan.
that new order uh that's what i thought as well i looked it up so that track is a combination of three songs that they sampled uh the main thing that you'll get from it is west end girls west end pet, from pet shop boys pet shop boys duh i came out in 1985 <gasps> yeah i, I thought was, it was like new order or something like that. that's what i was thinking that, i was on the i knew it yeah, yeah i was like uptown girls what is it uh west end west, girl West End Girls and the West End Girls. West End Girls. Yeah, some of the... Yeah. Anyway, uh, Pet Shop uh, Boys are dope. New Order yeah, is dope. They came out in 95. Also, they sampled Closer by Nine Inch Nails, which came out in 1994. That was in there too? That was in there. And also Matt Monroe and Lionel Bart from Russia With Love. Cool. I mean, it was it was so, cool. Fun track. I think that's cool, yeah. Like the, the mixtape idea, I think it was just like really... I mean, I guess, you know, I said, I said, I haven't heard this done before. I mean, I've heard of sampling and all that, but I haven't heard like sort of like this obviously approach where they're just like obviously taking, you know, that's like a really mm -hmm. popular sample, but they're just doing their own thing over the top of it and not giving a fuck really. And just, yeah, just allowing this to be very free and creative. Yeah. And it's very interesting to hear like, yeah, all the, the new elements that they created around it. And, yeah. Yeah. The different, like the yeah. vocals almost produced in the same a similar style to yeah, fit but it's a different melody but different melody and yeah, gives it yeah. a little bit of a yeah. you're just that much more of a different feel yeah um so very cool yeah and so all the rest of the the songs on this mixtape and their other mixtape are done in a similar way would you say yeah i think so i only really checked out this mixtape but they did another one called eight 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 i think it's five seven eights. eights. Ah, seven just, eights. I don't, come on <laughs> let's get some kind of let's get some logic well, i'm gonna have to here. end this podcast early <laughs> um and yeah i think similar things yeah there was and you know they weren't uh they were self-releasing it youtube website downloads totally you right know, not clearing any samples but that wasn't really the point of doing it i don't think it was yeah. more just to hopefully they never got in trouble yeah i mean so you know. they came up with that awesome yeah um and then in between this and their their second um mixtape that they released they released their first ep coda vista yeah in 2012 yeah um and uh, this is the first thing i listened to yeah as i said earlier is it pretty um, good i liked it a lot yeah yeah mm -hmm. it stands up on its own i mean yeah i think it was a, it was a good time you know he was feeling the the creative juices starting to flow mm -hmm. and then they continue to flow mm -hmm. is what i'm saying um and do we have anything to play off this or can we can we move these move on by we can move on if you like i don't either I, way i had a track but we've got more tracks to play as well maybe i'll you, play it we'll play it we'll play it uh, we, you know we're gonna play it guys <laughs> you know it also because the album's called kodak vista uh, coda vista uh, well uh, yeah, yeah yeah but i'm getting maybe a little bit of there was some kind of little wavelength to a kodak thing happening there yeah sponsored by kodak on rooster grooves <laughs> Oh, 
that was the name of the song. <laughs> uh, I like that track. Yes, yeah, catchy. It's very good. I had not heard that. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that to the Rooster Groove's table. I'm surprised that's not a big hit. Like, yeah, that, that has came a, out under the radar or something like that. Yeah. It has all the. It's danceable. It's got yeah. a good, mm-hmm. you know, melody. It's um, up. Yeah, yeah. It's driving. Yeah. With up, upbeat is the word I was trying to say. Some big dramatic strings in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those bell synth things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 yeah, da, yeah. Da. Yeah, no. it's dramatic. It's like a James Bond or something like yeah. that. Like a little bit. No, so awesome. Yeah. I love it. I'm gonna have to go uh, listen to the rest of Coda Vista. Yeah. So that's 2012. Then 8888888 came out <laughs> in the next year. Is that right? Uh, or, or later that same year. All of this stuff is a bit of a mish, mishmash. I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is okay. We'll just. But it's a lot of. I think they were just working a lot different avenues. Right. Uh, yeah, mixtape covers, samples, original stuff collabs um and uh and because also like so basically that's kind of what happened we mentioned about the big data collaboration and that track popped off and did pretty well and i think at this around this time or not long after um uh joywave put out a couple of singles right i think destruction and tongues yeah those two and those two got like heavy radio play and kind of mm-hmm. like really blew them up and so kind of what happened, people asked him, Daniel, like the Daniel um, Barusta, Barusta. <laughs> from from Joywave. They asked him why he wasn't, would he continue doing that project or what What happened? And he basically said uh, they got offered record deals off of the back of this track, Tongues, that came out. And they had the opportunity to be paid to do a whole album for Joywave. And so that's basically what he said to Alan uh, AKA Big Data is like I got to go do this album now. So oh, okay. Like, yeah. So that's kind of why that didn't. Uh, if you know, if he awesome. hadn't got that, maybe he would have been part of Big Data, and that mm-hmm. would have been, been the thing. Seems yeah. to be doing well for themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. good for them. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll talk about them on the show one day. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So awesome opportunity for Daniel and Joywave. Yeah. So that I didn't know that story. So awesome. Yeah. Um. um acute research. Astute. Yeah. And it's kind of strange. Uh to hear about songs getting big like that radio players seems to have been the thing that really blew them up right and the attention of the labels and stuff like that which i haven't really heard so much before that's a it's like really radio play i know that was like 20 what 15 though yeah not too far ago but it was 2015 yeah but they but you know they're writing off of you know the success of dangerous right and so this is kind of helping yeah is that the kind of yeah yeah probably that's probably i mean they just got a little bit of notoriety they were like got their name out there yeah and then that probably you know executives at the record label were like hey they did something great we probably trust them to do a little bit more yeah yeah so let's give them some money yeah and a little bit of time and out came how do you feel now right yeah that's what they said that's so that's what they called their album full length um album 2015 it's 11 songs yeah and so this is good and i i they just keep hitting home runs like especially listening to those tracks from the mixtape and from coda vista yeah they got a lot of good energy coming up and they they do it again on this and I, we're playing a lot of tracks from this on this show from joywave today <laughs> it's uh, all part of the context of trying to tell their story I yeah, like exactly. a little bit, but yeah um so if everybody doesn't mind listening to some more tunes let's spin this track tongues mm-hmm. um who um involved the the group cops um, K-O-P-P-S and they were featured on this track I guess uh, joint writing or something but this track's very good and uh, 
let me know what you think, Jay. Let's let's spin tongues. All right. featuring cops k-o-p-p-s i was just reading about them uh apparently they're from rochester as well another local new york band yeah although they're strange they're said they're like if britney sport spears and corn fucked and they wouldn't be you wouldn't be entirely wrong apparently. okay kind of a, Very interesting a mix of electro pop with new metal and if you look at their picture on Spotify, they look like a slightly dodgy swedish metal band hmm. with a well, 90s flair i don't know <laughs> i don't I, i'll take your word for it i don't know cops uh, yeah it's interesting yeah i'll take your word for it but uh, whatever they did i like what they did on that track yeah i'm i'm not sure who did the writing did cops do the the cool like kind of vocal melody so uh patricia i don't know her last name she's the singer of cops and Daniel said he basically was messing around with this new sampler plugin that he had, and he put her vocals into it and chopped mm -hmm. them all up, and that's kind of how that created was that a, melody. I, like, I've like yeah. I've fallen in love with that kind of stuff, that kind of project production of mm. chopping up vocals and then making a different melody out of them. Yeah, yeah. It it just sounds very cool. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very kind of subdued. It's so you can get a melody, but you're not singing words. Yeah. And it's just like. It, I don't know. I really like it because you can kind of dive into it and get the idea of vocals in your song, but it's not actually vocals. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm trying to say, Jay. You know? I was going to promote an, uh, our next episode that we haven't recorded yet, but I'm going to promote it <laughs> by saying... Pre? Pre-promote? Pre Pre-hype? So watch next week's episode. On Mount Kimby, because they do this as well uh, with the vocal things. I, I think, love it. And a few tracks, yeah. So another yeah. Rooster Group synchronicity that we didn't yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but so very cool. Mm -hmm. You could hear like the the kind of new wave influence on that. And they do yeah. it really well without mm. like paying homage to it, but having their own flair. Yeah. I think they do a really good job. So Definitely. really cool. Just that kind of upbeat, yeah. that kind of synth bass yeah. pop in the vocal cuts. Yeah. Very cool. And I, I'm the rest of this album's cool too. Yeah. And it's like... I think you could all say this comes from the same artist, but the tracks we've played so far are kind of very different from each other, I feel like. you know. I think that's why we're playing so many yeah, yeah. on this show. Because it's like, you've got to hear this, you've got to check this yeah. out. Because they have a range of um, uh, material and approaches, and I think mm -hmm. it's, it's worth showing the, the breadth of creativity that they have here. Right. Musically. No. They're not just like one lane or one They ain't palette. one trick pony. They ain't one, lane truck, one trick pony. One <laughs> truck pony either. They Yeah. It reminds me of uh, the the Britney Spears and Corn thing. Just reminded me of something that Daniel said in an interview. Um, he was the first question the interviewer asked him was, "What are the two questions that you hate being asked in an interview?" And uh, which were uh, one of them was like, "How like how would you describe Joyway's sound?" And where did the name come from? Mm -hmm. He said, "If he's asked any of those two questions, he'll he'll basically 
spend the rest of the interview taking the piss out of the whole thing and try and drag it on for as long as possible. <laughs> and he'll, he'll said about, he'll use the conversation about like, uh, describing the sound of the music to eventually get into a rumor that was apparently a high school rumor back in the day that Marilyn Manson removed his ribs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? He was like, no matter work, work he's going to see how much he has to talk before he can get to that moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, playing his own little mind games while he's in yeah. an interview with. And he said he would anyway. He described his music as a a mix between Pitbull and Coldplay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I don't know. What, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, we're kind of on the subject. Daniel seems like a chill dude. He seems pretty. Yeah, he's kind of fun. He's kind of uh, fun, mischievous. Yeah, kind of tongue in cheek. He has a mustache that he's had for like a, a long yeah, time. Yeah, he's got kind of a look, kind of just like bedhead, kind of shortish yeah. hair. He wears glasses and then he has a mustache. Apparently his mustache, I mean, he seems like someone that might have been taking the piss in the interview, but he he, he said it was the reason he did that was to like take the piss out of his dad. Like hmm. basically saying he loves his dad, but his dad has this like immaculate, really great mustache sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he was like old enough, he like grew a mustache so he could like make make his better than his dad's kind of thing <laughs> i can do it too yeah but he said yeah it's not really working and he also said he does, that's the only facial hair he said he could grow at that, that time doesn't shave here he just has oh that's just <laughs> it's crazy anyway um but yeah but yeah that's his you know his style his general vibe his yeah, mo and he seems fun and he's the lead singer and he doesn't play anything on stage when they're playing live he just has the microphone yeah just just for general vibes for those of you who haven't seen them he even said he doesn't really play he doesn't consider himself a great player of instruments anyway even with recording right i remember him talking about yeah. that about producing the music he kind of writes he said some he, ideas he writes on the guitar but yeah he said he, he doesn't think he's a great player he said he has these problems with like his hand cramping up when he's like tr- been trying to play piano or playing guitar kind mm. of thing which I can get because I've I I've been with like some guitarist friends and I'm like because I I play random chords not knowing what they are and yeah. I was like showing uh, <laughs> I think uh, Jack recently I was like oh and he was like Jack Newman apparently like these are real chords like that I was playing <laughs> and he told me what they were and then he was like trying to show me some other ones and I was like I can't know how do you play that with like I also yeah. heard Dave Grohl saying about this actually the other day as well uh, about uh, he used to try and play police songs and he was like, his hand would cramp up as well. It's like some of these guitar positions yeah, are just insane. Like, I don't know how. No, it, um, it's yeah. pretty interesting. And I mean, one thing to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, it is a digression a little bit, but because yeah. we're musicians, I play guitar yeah. and I noticed that like, like my pinky will stick out way further than the other one now. <sighs> really? That's the one that I use to stretch. That's crazy. And so now it's, it's, like a physical. I'll take a photo of that, guys. Look at that. That's crazy. Like I can't. Sorry, audio listeners. You got to check this out. Yeah, on, sorry. I'm holding YouTube. my hand up in front of the camera, showing how one of my pinkies stretches further than the <laughs> other one now. That's just from playing guitar. Yeah, I I think like, so. Because you're forcing to stretch. Unless it's from like position. the shaka, like what's up, <laughs> bra. <laughs> Hang loose, bras. Yeah, let's go, sir. Uh, uh, but man. anyway, digression. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thanks for listening. We're talking about Joywave today here on Roots to Grooves. So yeah. that was um, their their album entitled uh, "How Do You Feel Now?" Yeah, two thousand fifteen. They actually preceded this by releasing a, a short EP of four tracks that were on the album, and they called that "How Do You Feel?" And then when the album came out, it was "How Do You Feel Now?" Oh, 
more tongue in cheek. Yeah. Joy wave jokes. And so they were like, they released those four tracks as they were finishing the album. So it was, they, they said it was kind of strange to have them public and be getting the reaction of these tracks oh, right. before like the rest of the album was done. Because again, yet another artist that sees the album as the body of work and Daniel said it as well. He's like, he, he's like, he said, it's nice to hear that these individual songs are going well and stuff like that. But he's like, people, I just want people to listen to the album, like mm -hmm. the whole thing. All of the work together yeah. is one thing. So, so I mean, yeah, yeah. another, another yeah. testament to that full yeah. body of work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, their, their notability continues to rise with that EP dropped. How do you feel now? 2015 mm -hmm. tongues was featured on a Google Nexus commercial. Mm -hmm. It was in, uh, EA sports football. Yeah. yeah. I think this I must, I don't know if it's, I don't know what some game, whatever. What is a, <laughs> a, I mean, Madden, is it that what it, I'm just reading a note that doesn't say Madden, but I'm guessing. Well, I don't know, man. Anyway. I play computer but, uh, games. <laughs> Uh, or they want to play that one from the Angus and Julia episode because that seems cool, crazy. The, oh uh, yeah, we never played that one. Yeah, we played the song. We didn't. We didn't play the video didn't play game. The... <laughs> no. Um, it, the tongues was also featured on FIFA. Okay. Soccer game. Yeah. Football game. Yeah. Um, fifteen, and then the vi music video for the song was also directed by Daniel himself. Wow. Um. So just so. Awesome. Just moving along, moving right along now. The other thing I want to say about this album is uh, they got their record deal. Um, oh, is this know, one? Yeah, because they did all these EPs and mixtapes and all that, but this like was what they got signed. Like they got signed before off the basis of a few tracks to mm -hmm. do this album, and they're on Hollywood Records, which is an imprint of some other things. But basically, Disney owns this record label, mm. and so uh, Daniel was like. Uh, he was having a whiskey with like the label manager one day and this guy comes to, came to one of his shows and he's like, he's like then thinking about maybe like, can I sample some things for some Disney cartoons? He was thinking about this and he was like, no one, they've never approved that ever. Like apparently he said this, I don't know if it's true, but they haven't cleared samples of anything from Disney to be used in music right. in that way. And he was like, but Disney owns our label, so... It's like I had a whiskey with the label guy. He asked him, he was all kind of a little bit nervous about asking him. And the guy was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. I'll send you like some files on Monday and you can like use whatever you want. No way. And he was like, yeah. So that, <laughs> that at the beginning of the show, when we had that weird sample at the end, that was from a Disney. Oh, okay. Um, Thanks. So, and there's a few other sprinklings of samples throughout this album as well. Oh, Disney cool. samples. Nice yeah. way to yeah. wrap around back to that story and, there you go. and, and, yeah. and finish it for us because I was unaware. <laughs> Or was I losing you? <laughs> well, I didn't know how the story was going to end, but we, we got there. Okay. All right. No, it was yeah. fantastic though. Yeah. Um, props. Yeah. So very so. cool. Because yeah, not a lot of artists get to do that, I guess. Yeah. I or mean, it's, it surprised me that they wouldn't have cleared something for something at some point. But right. Maybe that's not, I don't know. They're, they are Disney. They've been, I'm not sure if they particularly really want their stuff in... I no, know, they're, like they're, pretty, curse they're pretty controlling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they're everywhere. And yeah. they're, the mouse is getting bigger and fatter. <laughs> um, there's, so, a, there's a South Park episode. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> go check that out. <laughs> I will. I probably will. Um, but let's move on. Swish comes out in 2016, the next year. Ten songs, full length. Mm. Um, I think around this time... Oh, so, I mean, their big song off this was Destruction. Right. Um, which... 
maybe let's not play we had it on our list but we don't have to play it it's, it's not it's it's a pretty good track but it's not my personal favorite mm-hmm. um, but i think this around this time period the band had kind of like decided that they've done what they wanted to do as far as joy wave mm-hmm. and then they were to, would allow the snows to kind of reach in a little bit new direction mm. um as, as far as their music goes i just kind of a vague note in there that i think is in this general time frame of their band mm-hmm. um but otherwise yeah their album comes like orange that kind of brownie bronze orange kind mm-hmm. of a nice color though yeah kind of like a salmon orange it's a nice color whatever the color that is yeah it's, it has but, a emotional i have an emo- emotional reaction to that color you know how <laughs> you do? <laughs> do you know what I mean or not? Uh, Did that come out wrong? I, how do you? Um, how does it make you feel? Uh, I don't know. There's certain colors where I just like, uh, like certain bright yellows. It's not every yellow, but there's a certain shade of yellow that reminds me of like a time in my childhood. Like every time oh, I yeah? see that color, I'm like, I think because it was like in some curtains that I had in my bedroom as a kid or something. Oh like yeah, that. I remember that. This just reminds me of like. Uh, it's kind of muted, but it's like mm-hmm. vibrant. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, I probably saw this color like as a kid, like on some colored coloring felt tip pens, like or whatever. Yeah, stuff like that, something like that. But interesting yeah. how just one solid color can <laughs> no, <laughs> give you all these memories. Uh, but that's that's the power of same with music, you know. Yeah, recalling memories and and bringing that's that stuff how, back yeah. up. It's all related. And Swish apparently. Um, is inspired by Kanye West of all people because hmm. uh, the life of Pablo, his 26th album, was originally supposed to be called Swish. Oh, maybe that's the connection because yeah. Life of Pablo was a similar color on the album cover. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Can we pull that up and put that on the screen real quick for our life YouTube videos? Pablo. It's popping up right now. Thank okay, you, Jay. Yeah. Look at that. Similar, Same right? Color, Am I diff- wrong? Yeah, instead of uh, just the word Swish in the middle, it has all the other graphics. It has some photos or something, but yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I'm not looking at it myself. Yeah. We have it up on screen for y'all. Now I can see it. Yeah. This is complicated. You can see it on this screen. If I do this, you can see it on, okay. on the, wait a minute. Okay. Can on our monitor. <laughs> can you see yeah. It? So similar, right? You could. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm glad I put that together. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I wasn't way wrong. No, no, you weren't at all. That's okay. Crazy. So cool. Maybe that's a little connection. I didn't know it was inspired by Ye. Yeah. Don't, his name is Ye, Jay. By the way, I have been watching this documentary. It is interesting. I bet I've only there's I think there's only I think there's three episodes I've only seen the first two first two are interesting where can we find this Jay it's on Netflix I, I have Netflix I haven't uh the as we're recording this the third one hasn't come out yet but I did read an article that someone gave reviewed about it um saying this the third one is when we understand the Kanye of today or Damn. the yay of today yeah whereas the first two are really interesting like how he came up from, no, from nothing to something which is really interesting to see actually fly on the wall stuff yeah nice it, mm. regardless uh yeah. polarizing and interesting figure yeah whether you like his unfortunately music or not. I mean yeah I'm not one of these people that's not I had this conversation with Kenny of all people the producer of director of our studio tours which by the time this is out, you should be able to enjoy on YouTube. There's, yeah, at least two of them. Kenny's a great guy. Yeah, we're we're. I'm not. I know we're sort of digressing a little bit, but yeah, it's kind of like at least Kanye West is not someone. He's done and said some crazy things, but he's not like murdered anyone. I think he's not like generally his heart's in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he has some issues. 
No. Everyone, everyone does, but he, he has yeah. the popularity of, of the paparazzi on him at all times. And the fame you know. went to his head, I think, is the issue, is what happened. And probably the mental illness was a, like, it all became contributing factors, I think, it's from the sounds of things. I, but, I just yeah. separated. He's an artist mm. and, you know, he makes, he continues to make good stuff. Donda has some good stuff on it. Yeah. It's, I know. Anyway digression but yeah so I, I don't know if daniel was such a massive fan of kanye west or whether he just thought this would be a funny kind of i mean is it like a tongue-in-cheek jab tongue -in -cheek. at kanye kind of maybe yeah swish he's like like i'm inspired you didn't, you by didn't you use this name i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna copy the album cover yeah like kind of like <laughs> yeah. hey let us know if you guys got any stories because we yeah. we sometimes got these little tidbits of information but we can't uh we don't have a source have, or we don't know we have a the little pieces of the puzzle, but mm -hmm. we're missing the entire we, we, picture. We never got to see the picture, so no. we don't know what we're building yeah. here. No. Um, so cool. Let's move on, Jay. Yes. Because I'm excited about this album. This has uh, one of my favorite songs in general right now for mm -hmm. the past couple of years. Oh, wow. And uh, this was kind of like the second song that I really got excited over, Joy Wave. Yeah. Because um, I just discovered them in the last couple of years, basically. Okay. This came out in 2017 off their album, Content. Mm-hmm. The album's titled Content, um, Interesting. 2017, 11 songs. And I think they're, they're still hitting their stride. They're still doing a, building their sound, and it's sounding a little different, but they're doing a very good job. Mm -hmm. um, this song, It's a Trip, third song, um, it's, it's very good. It sounds very unique to me. Mm -hmm. It's very simple, but it sounds very novel, um, kind of a mix of genres. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like just a mid-tempo. You'll see. I say we spin it, and then we can chat about it. All right. Let us know what you think. This is It's a Trip. It's a trip. Yeah. What a trip. I just think it's a great track. There's some interesting, uh, like, feels like it slows down mm -hmm. a little bit, then speeds up. Yeah. Like, very, very subtle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you picked up on that, though. Yeah. I'm, you know, would expect you to. Because I was, like, not in my head, and I was, oh, I'm, I'm out of time now. No, but <laughs> a couple of those little transitions, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, some of the parts are, like, kind of off rhythm, like, offbeat. Yeah. But then, yeah, something I, I haven't explored it too much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you pointed out, it's interesting. To, yeah, because technically, I was, I, I thought I heard that, and I was like, "That's cool." And I was like, mm -hmm. "If you think about it as a creative choice to do that in a song, um, and these days everything's on the computer. So like, how do you do that? Like, how do you make that actually? Because everything has to be in time on the grid. Mm -hmm. So." Two things I, I makes me think of is like one, like most people maybe wouldn't even think to make that creative choice because of the way the computer is. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they thought it would be cool to do that. I don't know how technically they must have achieved yeah, that. Yeah, because something like, like that is yeah. you have to have the idea in order yeah. to make it happen. Yeah, it yeah. would be hard for that to happen by accident when you're. Although it might have happened, it could have happened. It, by, and yeah. they might be like, oh, that was cool. How, what did you do there? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How do we keep that in the song? Yeah. One way or another, it's, yeah. it's a cool little, yeah. you know aspect of the production that 
just heightens it that much more and puts so much energy into a little, yeah, yeah. you know, interim section of where nothing's going on in the song. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Um, like you said, very subtle. Yeah. And I think, you know, the rest of the albums like this, it's, it's very good. And I just continue to see good things coming from Joywave. Yeah. So this is where I got hyped up, started yeah. looking into them more. Okay. So you already heard Dangerous and then you heard. It was probably, those were my, I don't know yeah. which one came first, but it was, yeah. It's a Trip and Dangerous were my first two yeah. introductions. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just pretty hyped about that. I still listen to that song a lot. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else on that album? I got nothing else on that album, really. I don't really have album by album. Um, I mean, that's all right. We've already. Information. We're good. They, I think they have a lot of stuff out, but yeah, they do have some interesting things about, um, touring and stuff like that i was just gonna yeah. say the mm -hmm. next album was possession come out in 2020 mm -hmm. and i think specifically it came out march 13th and we all know what mm -hmm. was going on march 13th i know on the 9th me and jay were at a strokes show oh and that was the last strokes show of right. their tour yeah. before it was canceled for covid yeah mm -hmm. and i think uh joywave was in Europe somewhere on tour. Yeah. And they had just flown back to the States, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think they were going to continue their tour and it was canceled because of COVID. Yeah. I think their album dropped on like March 13th. And that wow. was like the week or even the day that COVID was getting, like lockdowns were getting rolled out. So they got blindsided by yeah. COVID. Yeah, basically Scuppered completely. Scuppered them in the middle of our new album release and mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so yeah. straight from like tour vibe to like being on the road, yeah. gear mm -hmm. to home and no plans. Well, yeah. I, I I think if I'm understanding correct, which is just you no, know, everybody found themselves in a weird position at that time. So that was with which album? Cleanse. I think possession. Oh, possession. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Possession. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that came out 2020. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, yeah. unless I'm wrong, y'all let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know too much about this album. I'm not super familiar with this one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but mostly, like you said, the stories about the tour and how their, their tour got canceled. So yeah, kind of a moot point. Well, there was that as well as um, uh, just the touring in general as well. I, um, I wanted to talk about. Apparently, they, they've done some big tours with big artists. Jared Leto's band. What, what are they called? Oh, Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. They, they uh, sponsored there's no what do you say supported oh. them on, on uh, tour would that be a diss like hey we're 30 seconds to mars thanks for coming we're sponsored by joywave <laughs> exactly <It's> like, <laughs> if you like good music check out joywave no they're they're crazy i've only seen like clips of uh, jared leto like climbing like the metal rigs of like a big stadium he's stage wild, and stuff like that and he's a he's a performer yeah i mean he's a good actor and he's, he's all around yeah he's a renaissance uh, man i don't know yeah He's, you know, he's someone that I would think might be a little bit challenging to meet in person, though. He just seems that way. And well, he's, he was like, he's always turned up to 11. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need to be productive. I'm making a movie and an album. And yeah, yeah. And he's successful in everything he does. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and he's done some good things. I've seen him like shed a ton of weight and be super skinny in mm -hmm. movies. I saw him put on a ton of weight a few years ago. He did a movie where he played John Lennon's assassin mm. and he put on a ton of weight for that. It was actually Jeez. a good movie. But obviously, it was obviously it was a very weird move as well. I think, uh, oh, some that that actress that has a prop, Lindsay Lohan's in it as well. Hmm. Apparently, Where is this yeah. when did this come out? Uh, like more than more than five years ago, maybe okay. ten years ago. I don't know. It was quite a while ago. When L Lindsay Lohan? 
Yeah, she's in it for a little bit. It's a very weird indie movie, like, and because and it's basically about Jared Leto plays the guy that killed John Lennon, and the know, focus is on on him, him and his, as a character. Yeah, oh. very strange. But um, but anyway, Daniel was like saying they're on tour, and he he just kind of heard stories about Jared Leto maybe being difficult in person. But apparently, he said it was very nice to him. He said he also thought maybe like. It was just because he was the only person he recognized every day. It's like, you're the guy with the glasses and the mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then later, Daniel said, I feel like he might have been acting at me or something. like Just uh, acting? Yeah. Like literally acting like a nice guy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what movie he was shooting at that time. But he was, yeah, again, he was like on tour, but he was shooting some movie at the same time as well. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So he's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. That guy's working at a high level. Yeah. Respect. That's all I That's got. Right. Um, Go Leto. Yeah, the other thing Daniel said is like, uh, so he was asked like, um, you know, if people, what are the kind of uh, misconceptions of touring, um, you know, from people that don't know, like what, you know, what are some misconceptions that they have? Yeah. He said uh, that people think it's a party. Like um, he said it's not. Uh, he said it's fun, obviously, because you wouldn't really be doing this if it Obviously, there's a paycheck, but the right. whole thing of being a musician is for kind of for the fun of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he said that he quit drinking like a few years ago, actually, and doesn't drink when he's on tour. He goes to bed at a sensible time so he can like perform the next day and sing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said because, you know, there are times like when you're backstage at a show and there's like this you know, hundred bottle, dollar bottle of like expensive whiskey and it's all free and that. And it's like you just like gorge yourself on all this stuff because it's free and it's there and then you realize it's like not like working for you mm-hmm. like he had some like pancreas palpitations or something like that from just drinking too much and stuff Jeez. like that so he like decided to go sober um and a few of the other like band members are kind of like i don't think they're also like clean or whatever but basically they they see touring as like a job and that they need to be clear-headed for it and so they they followed suit and kind of they do things like them quit other band members have quit caffeine because they're drinking too much coffee and it's making them feel weird or something like that yeah you know? okay so switch to matcha yeah but he actually said before he uh went on tour his first tour was when he was 22 years old daniel this is and his dad and his parents were like worried about what might happen to him on tour kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they sat him down and kind of had the drugs talk. He was like, <laughs> his dad was like, now, if someone says, you know, do you want this drug? What do you, what do you say kind of thing? And I, I'm ballsing this up. He said it better, but like he says one of his other friend's dad was there or something. And his, his friend's dad shouted out, hi, drugs. Like, <laughs> like, what do you say? Someone of, hi, <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Daniel. Yeah, nice to meet exactly. you. But yeah, Daniel said it doesn't, he said it's not really there anymore, like the drugs. He said it's also expensive, so people don't want to share their expensive drugs shit anymore. And also he said he's on tour of like so often older people or artists in their 30s who have already kind of gone through a lot of crazy partying and they've gone sober now because mm-hmm. it's like the only way they can really kind of continue to be in this arena, area of doing yeah, things. Yeah, tight right? schedule. Yeah. And it leads me into something else because he said about all sort of touring and because he was also kind of asked, it was like, well, you know, because we hear, hear all these stories of like, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll and stuff like that. And yeah, like Daniel's uh, theory on it was that like 
you know, if you look at like the eighties where record labels were the gatekeepers of the music industry, right? You couldn't make a record without having money mm-hmm. to, for access to a studio and then to have it all released and promoted and all that kind of stuff. And he said, uh, and so there was more of a machine, a factory of people like working for you, which would allow the artist to just like snort all the free shit that's around or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And he said now in like, in this day and age of making music, it's like, there's like millions of songs being released a year. And you said snort a minute ago. I said snort, <laughs> snort all the free things. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like now it's like you have to, like you, you can make music yourself on a laptop, but then you, you're going to have to like teach yourself how to do that and look on YouTube and all that. And all of that is already like requires you to have some initiative kind of thing, mm-hmm. like to do all of that. And then, and all the way through to like finishing the track, putting it out there, promote, like there's a lot of work that goes involved and there isn't the machine or the money to support you, anyone doing that anymore. You have to do it yourself kind of thing. And he said that was the other aspect of like, well, if you were just like high on drugs all the time or like drunk all the time, you wouldn't actually be successful because there's a shit ton of work you, you have to do. Like yourself. Yeah. You're, you're responsible for yeah, it. Yeah. And you have to work hard. He said you have to work harder than the person next to you. Like to, right. To make this a living, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not even about fame or money, but to make it a living. Just the bottom line, the being bottom, able to pay your bills. The bare minimum, yeah. Because, like, there isn't the, the industry to support that. And, you know, and you ha- and the industry that does, that is there to support that, like, he, they're signed and they, they get budgets for their albums now. But to get to that, they had to put in the hard graft mm-hmm. and years of work on all aspects of the music right to even get like any just interest from in anyone in it yeah exactly yeah to get a foot in the door kind of thing yeah so it was very interesting philosophy about that i think the first time we've really talked about we talked about a lot of musicians that had struggle mm-hmm. addictions and that and stuff like that so now we're, we're introducing this concept into our discussions around this it's like another level was like because we have covered artists that uh, we would say are successful right or like and but have drug problems so mm-hmm. they still it still exists yeah in musicians careers like, like, like the, you know. the the industry is changing faster than the culture right you know like yeah, the yeah. culture is sticking around because of these legends like kurt cobain you yeah. know the rock stars that right. you know david bowie yeah, yeah. whatever yeah um, and the, and the way they lived their lives and the way they acted like a rock star. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. And in general, I think uh, like with the advent of technology and the internet, a lot of people are getting information a little bit faster and realizing that, oh, I need to be responsible for this, or I have this available to me and there's different options. Mm. And now I can do this and do that. Like you said, now I can make it music on my laptop by myself. Mm-hmm. But if I just do that, then I also have to be my own marketer. Mm-hmm. And I have to be my own team, yeah. you know, print my own flyers, post my own Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. And I don't know where I was going with my point, but I'm, I'm, I'm on with you. Yeah. No, I think it's always been a lot. I think like uh, to a certain extent, right? Because you have, there's a certain amount of input you have to put into anything for anything to happen. No, mm-hmm. ma- no matter what it is like. Like if you want a coffee, you're going to have to get yourself up out of bed and go get that coffee. Right? It's yeah. Like, it's the same with music. It's like, and this, all of this stuff, you have to, you know, 
once you've made a track, you have to share it at least with someone, like mm -hmm. even a friend or whatever, like and get some feedback or like, um, and then and then it's just like you could just leave it at that. You could just make stuff and play a few shows and you know snort all the stuff and then not <laughs> you know. But it's like, or it just depends how far you want to take it, I guess. Right? Yeah, but, it, yeah. it comes down to like yeah. work ethic. Work ethic, and yep. you know. To loop around to what you're saying you know he, daniel's realizing oh this is going to take work ethic to to make this a prolonged yeah thing if i'm going to do this in my life yeah, yeah. and and you begin to draw that equation in your head like oh okay if i have this work ethic mm -hmm. and i do less drugs and alcohol right then i could have everything i want achieve more yeah yeah well, everyone everything everyone all the situations are different yeah exactly but everyone, you know, everyone's unique and i think it's like and, you know, that's part of doing this show, right? Is that we we hear all the different perspectives from all these different artists, and mm -hmm. we can sort of kind of. I think it's very valuable. Yeah, it's very valuable. We can weigh them. We can think about them. We can think about how that affects what some other artist has said. Mm -hmm. I feel like my knowledge of musicianship and career in music is expanding because of all these different ideas from no, these different yeah. people. Like, yeah. I think we're on a good trajectory. I yeah. think we're learning a lot from these artists. Yeah. And everybody can learn a lot from these artists. Yeah. From from this, you know, anecdotal evidence yeah. is is maybe unscientific, but it's it's very valuable. Yeah. You know, hearing yeah. what these people like I've never been on tour, but you no, know, I've heard of over fifty artists who have been Right, exactly. Just, just yeah. on this show. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Talking about... We've heard 50 stories right. of touring or, you know, and, and, and studio. You know, so. it's, it's amazing. A lot of valuable information from these talented people. And there was a good video that I wanted to watch, but I didn't get the time. It's like an hour long or maybe more. It's a podcast with Daniel on it. Uh, it's called Find Your Grind. I guess these guys do this hmm. podcast where they interview different people about work ethic and grinding and stuff. Oh, that sounds good. So he's on an episode of that. I really want to watch that because I think he probably, from hearing what he's said elsewhere, I feel like that would be a really good yeah, thing no, to I'd, watch. I would, yeah, no, I'd be interested. I didn't find that. I did listen yeah. to like a 25-minute podcast. It was the inaugural podcast from, I don't know, some, it was not the same one. I forgot what it's called. Okay. It's on YouTube. Um, and it was, it was okay. I didn't really like the format of the show too much, but Daniel was on there talking. Okay. It was pretty short. He's made a few podcast appearances then. Yeah, yeah, days. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and we're here to round it out. Yeah. And hopefully we give and provide the best information out of all of them. <laughs> Even though we're missing pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, we're just, you know, we're, just, we're, we're the misfitting pieces. You get the edges. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get the, the blank pieces. Yeah, we'll meet in the middle. Or something like that. And know. you guys yeah. show us the picture yeah. so we know what we're building. Anyway, uh, I don't know what we're talking. And we'll get a copywriter to write our analogies mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, we'll yeah so that. we can yeah. make sense of this. So we can make sense of the analogies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, we're on to something here. <laughs> um, let's move on. Cleanse Yeah, is their latest record, 2022, just dropped this year. Right. Ten songs. Um, I listened to this one today. Okay. It's, it's, it's very competent. Mm. I think they've headed in a little bit more of a, like, almost pop, Mm. more synth pop mm -hmm. dance so a lot of the same um uh da, 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 i'm losing my words a lot of the same stuff they used in their other albums right you know same types of styles still kind of bouncy upbeat yeah and groovy mm -hmm. um with good like pop melodies over the top yeah um, but this one just seems to kind of more sleekly 
poppy mm -hmm. and kind of more straightforward poppy. Okay. And I, I didn't really like it. I like, like they're more kind of indie and synthy weird stuff. Like it's a trip or dangerous mm -hmm. or some of the early stuff. But again, I only listened to this like once, two times through. Okay. And so I, I would never judge an album based off of like one listen. Right. But initial reaction. Yeah. Not my favorite from Joywave. Just because yeah. it seems more sleekly produced and I don't know. I got to listen to it again. Let, me, let us know what you guys think of this latest album, if you guys have heard it. I think also um, I was kind of saying earlier that on some of the, I don't know about all of the albums, but the earlier albums and EPs that Daniel and Shane Donnelly worked together. Shane Donnelly was the bass player. Hmm. Um, so he did leave in 2017, so I'm not sure. And it was like they were the duo, so he was producing. And so I don't know who took over producing duties, um, whether Daniel's doing it himself or someone else from the band is doing it. But so that means Shane would have been gone for the last two albums, actually. So I don't know if that has any impact on the change in yeah, sound. We actually didn't listen to Possession, so maybe We're maybe we it's changed. That's different as well. I don't know. Like maybe the, the yeah Shane not being Sean or Shane not being there is a part of that change. yeah, yeah. Uh, I that's a good point that is a good point I did yeah. not know that yeah um, either way I think it's a decent record right don't get me wrong yeah. I think it's it's very well produced like I said it's very competent it's still got that kind of new wave energy mm. but it's poppy I don't know I, I want to stop speaking about it because I don't know <laughs> it's got more a poppy cover. Yeah, so I mean, the colors on kind of like a neon colors happening in the yeah in so the album cover artwork. Just you know, knowing who Joywave is and seeing the album cover, it's still dancey and upbeat, right? And it's still pretty fun, yeah, pretty lighthearted, yeah. Um, that's that's what I'll say about that album. Um, Buy American is I think one of their singles off of it, mm -hmm. and it's uh, he was he was describing this on the podcast that I listened to on YouTube. Mm. And uh, he was saying it's kind of a satirical um, song. He, he like wanted to make this uh, song for kind of like, like politicians to use at like a rally, like a rally type song, mm -hmm. um, you know, by American. But if you listen to the lyrics, he describes that it's kind of satirical mm. and, you know, kind of, you know, switching the perspective. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, which I just thought was kind of interesting and a cool yeah. thing to do having the, the forethought to build a song like that. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of with a little bit of a goal in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we can close out on that track. I think Sounds good. you got anything else on joy, joy wave. I've said everything that I wanted to say. I think we've said everything there is to say. No, I think there's more to say. <laughs> yeah. But, we, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> there is always more to say. I've snorted everything I wanted to snort on this yeah. episode. Well, that's, that's what we're getting so, at. We've talked about big data sets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we talked about Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> no, we, yeah. Dave Grohl. I'm throwing out random highlights for the episode now. Yeah, here's why. our end of the show highlight reel. <laughs> da, 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 da. We have to say this for the for the trailer, right? You ready? No. Right. Um, Sponsored by Kodak. But yeah, go to rootstogrooves.com though. If you're on audio, we have, we're on every podcast platform out there, I think, um, for free. And subscribe, I think. I think it helps if you write a review on iTunes. I don't know if I that's think, still a thing or I, something like that. At least it but, used to, but I'm sure it yeah. still does. Yeah. I think that's one of the most significant things that really helps artists. That's what I always heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, if you guys yeah. do that, that is huge. And we will um, say your name 
yeah. live on our next show. Um, as yeah. a thank you. If you write a review or comment on YouTube or, or email us. Um, What's the email? Well, are we, are we, are we done? Are we, I th- I'm done. That's, yeah, I'm done. That is Joy Wave. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Um, tune in next week. Who are we talking about next week? Mount Kimby. It's already lined up. Really I'm lined up. hyped. Check out Joy Wave. Listen to It's a Trip. Listen to Dangerous. Mm. Um, and let us know what you think. Coda Vista is a good EP as well. Yeah, actually, and, I'm going to go the, listen to that the tonight. the mixtapes are There's interesting. So, There's so much good stuff from this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. If you got anything else for us, let us know at the email, Jay. Reach to grooves at signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com. Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.